0: The click on this business! Coming down the aisle, Bimbo, Jimbo, Baby Booty! You know that I'm the cream of the crop! Give me a hell yeah! Today, woo,
1: I've got to stop and profile like never before! And in your face, from our 1077 The Bone Studios in downtown San Francisco, this is In The Click, Bimbo Jimbo, alongside my tag team partner, Baby Huey. Hello, and welcome again, everybody. We're live, pal. Hey, buddy. Nice shirt you got there. Hey, thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into anything, we are uh, live to tape, as it were, the night before... The Super Bowl, or I guess we're not allowed to say Super Bowl for some weird reason. You you could say. before the big
0: game. (laughs) You could say Super Bowl if you're just talking about it, but you don't have any like promotion or giveaway or some sort of financial gain from talking about it. So (laughs) stupid. There's a lot of rules. So stupid. I like to say the Super Bowl, it's the WrestleMania of the NFL. I like that. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm going to go with. I, I like that a lot. But yeah, so uh, you, well, you know, know, I learned all these rules in the last couple of weeks again. God, every, every year, year we have to get reminded of what to say and not to say.
1: Yeah, it's just funny watching Raw and SmackDown and listening to them refer to it as the Big Game and stuff like that. Even when they were uh, recapping halftime heat from 21 years ago with the, with The Rock and Mankind for the championship at halftime, and they didn't even say halftime of the Super Bowl; they said halftime of the Big Game. I was like, that is just stupid. Was it last year when NXT did their thing with Ricochet yeah. and oh. or either a year or two ago? Yeah, I forget. But they yeah, they should do that again. I yeah, like they that. should do it every year. I yeah. think I, I agree. Um, but yeah, so you know, may the best team win uh, the Montana Bowl, as it were. Joe Joe Montana's two teams duking it out. For whoever gets to keep them for all time, but let's let's get into the clickbait for this week, everybody. Uh, we'll start off with what sort of broke right after our last episode with uh, Charlotte Flair. You know, in the fallout of of Monday Night Raw not choosing an opponent yet uh, for WrestleMania, uh, the what have you online and just the sort of alleged things going around and swirling around Charlotte is that she may in fact choose. Rhea ripley uh to to challenge with her royal rumble shot which you know we'd sort of talked About in in terms of you know an nxt superstar winning the royal rumble and using that to get Their nxt championship shot if if charlotte does indeed choose to challenge rhea ripley Uh i don't think it should happen at wrestlemania i think it should happen at takeover Uh, But overall, what what do you what do you think about Charlotte uh, the rumored with uh, taking on Rhea Ripley? Well,
0: it's interesting. It's different a little bit of a swerve. And if you think about it, technically It's all they've said was the winner of the Royal Rumble gets a title match of their choosing. Yes So They're being very vague on purpose now. It makes sense as far as not saying raw or Smackdown So yeah, it's like oh, yeah, she could technically I guess challenge for the NXT championship and for a lot of people, it's like oh, coming full circle because that was her first title with the company way back in the day when she started with them. Also, uh, there's a couple ways of looking at it. One, it, that way it kind of frees up Becky for the rumor that she actually might take on Shanna Baszler, Bailey. The latest rumors she might take on Sasha Banks. So that way, it kind of frees up both Raw and SmackDown women's titles to have separate other rivalry storylines going into WrestleMania, and that way Charlotte can have her own thing. Uh, But my main takeaway from it, I think this is just a way for them to boost up the ratings for NXT Mm -hmm. because you look at it back, uh, what was it, October, most of November when people from Raw and SmackDown were invading NXT week to week. It was definitely, I think, a way to get some big names from, quote, the main roster on NXT so that way it can hopefully get people to tune in versus tuning into AEW So I think for them, this is another way to bring in some talent from Raw back on NXT. Who knows if she'll be on every week to build up the rivalry for that match, for the feud. But nonetheless, it's a way of getting her name on the show. They can promote it. They can tease it on social media, all that stuff. So that way, people hopefully tune in and then maybe take away some of the numbers from AEW. Because AEW, the last few weeks, have been on a roll as far as just really dominating uh, every Wednesday night as far as ratings go. So but for hey, I mean for Rhea Ripley. Hey, kudos to her. This puts her in a big spotlight Yeah, I
1: think that that would be the main thing if this did came to pass It would be a nice rub for Rhea Ripley because I believe one she would win Uh, but I To me, I I'm not like so gung-ho on this being the move to make uh, Because it just doesn't make like to me a lot of narrative sense for Charlotte to choose uh, Rhea Ripley uh, I, I think, you know, we talked about it in our last episode how, you know, Becky and Charlotte could be the next sort of Austin rock yeah. In terms of people that are just sort of intertwined and linked in their rivalry I still think that if you want to follow up the women main eventing Wrestlemania last year The move to make is to somehow through whatever storyline you have to do uh, Is you have to make it a four horsewoman match at Wrestlemania this okay. year Okay uh, fatal four-way but between them. I, th- I think that's the move to make for for WrestleMania That's that to me is a main event caliber WrestleMania match and a worthy follow-up to what they did at WrestleMania 35
0: So were you saying as far as you think we be better for that match the main event a takeover you're saying takeover uh, Mania weekend. Is that what you're well, thinking? Well, I'm well, I'm saying that
1: Charlotte shouldn't choose Rhea Ripley, but if she does she should be on takeover and not WrestleMania Okay, you go to the champs turf not not the challengers. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense uh, But I, I still just think that the the move to make for the, for the you know for Charlotte for Becky for Bailey for Sasha is you know This the time seems right for them to do a four horsewoman match mm-hmm. right now because Look, ba- Bailey's hot right now, uh, as you know, in her heel run as SmackDown champion. If you have to move one of the championships off one of the competitors, and it's it doesn't have to be winner take all again like it was last year. It doesn't even have to be for a title match. You can I mean we still have time. We have to we have like uh, Saudi Mania or Super Super Saudi Showdown Part Four again or whatever coming up. So you can move conceivably the championships off off of all of them before WrestleMania. And it just becomes this four-way grudge match Or maybe one of the titles is on the line Or or however you have to do
0: it Merge them all together Yeah,
1: however you have to do it to get there But I think to me, that's that's the natural follow-up And yeah, the, you know that option could be there next year or what have you But you don't know with the wrestler's health Or their contract status So it's like, if they're all healthy and able to go That's the match that I want to see at WrestleMania
0: Absolutely, take advantage of the opportunity while you have it But my only concern, if they do it at a takeover Will that take away from one of the female superstars on the NXT roster, giving them an opportunity like Charlotte's taking their spot? But then again, I was like, "Oh, well, I'm thinking. Well, maybe Ree Ripley does double duties. She has a takeover match and a Mania match with Charlotte. That doesn't make any sense Ex- to me, though. Exactly. That's why. I'm, then I'm. That's why I was like, "Well, that can't work because Ree Ripley will have two separate feuds going on, buildups to worry about." It's kind of convoluted Yeah
1: and I'm not too worried about one person Not having a a takeover spot If it's Charlotte Flair You know it's a big takeover match That's good for the NXT brand Should they choose to do it Uh, I, I don't know if that's what they would choose to do or not And again this is still firmly in the unconfirmed category uh, I, I think it would be good. I think I think certainly it'd be very good for Rhea Ripley. Uh, I just would rather see uh, something else at this point in time. You know, maybe the storyline will be great. Who who knows? But um, that's 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 where we come down on that one right now. Uh, the revival uh, in the news again, uh, reportedly turning down a more than seven hundred thousand dollar a year contract. Uh and now again swirling that they want to make their way out of wwe what do, what do you think about the revival just their long-term future within wwe do you think they're leaving It's like a lot of start and stops with these guys in that in that sense Uh and I certainly feel for them, you know looking back at the last year the oosie hot stuff and all just this stupid crap that they've had to do
0: well I'm just listen if you feel you're creatively frustrated, you're not getting the right treatment you deserve and what you're talented enough to go out there and do and perform, but you're not getting the opportunity to do so. Then, yeah, go ahead and leave. Prove yourself elsewhere. I'm all for that. Um, it's just for me, it like I hope it's not the boy crying wolf as far as them saying, "Wow, we want this. And then they get quiet and then they demand to leave again. And then they resign. Kind of like I'm thinking of Mike Canella's like he's been yeah. wanting to leave from well, mol-
1: to to be fair though it's not the revival taking to twitter here and being like we're unhappy we want out and you know, you see that a lot in athletics. You yeah. know, with, with with players doing that and demanding trades or trying to force their way out of a bad situation. But I, I don't really take the revival as doing that. This is this is stuff that gets leaked and reported, and it's they're sort of left to business. pick up the pieces. Yeah.
0: Well, but you said seven hundred thousand each a year, yeah, reportedly. Yes. Wow. I mean, unless they, because originally it was what five fifty, I think a couple last months year. Ago. Yeah. yeah. So unless this is their way just to get more money, then more power to them. I. I but then again, is it worth taking that much money just to sit in the back area locker room and not get the proper run on, on TV that you deserve? Or do you take less money and go somewhere else and just live it up, live your best life in another promotion? So, I, I mean, for them, at the end of the day, it's what's best for them, their family, what makes them happy. I'm all for that. And if you think you can put on incredible matches elsewhere, then go do so. I'm all, you know, this is your career. You're only... In this prime age That they can go out And perform once So go out there And do it Make your money Elsewhere if you need to And, and I mean I, I think The thing is You know Let's say hypothetically They go to AEW My guess Would probably be A little bit less money Than 700000 But then again The work schedule Is not as intense
1: Not as intense And maybe creatively It suits them better yeah. And it just Like you said It just depends on What they value the most And what is What is most important To them at this point in time Is it that Financial security Look it's wrestling is a tough business to be in, and one bad bump away from your career being over. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't begrudge anyone that that takes the money. It's just sort of like when WCW closed. So many wrestlers, you know, decided to wait out their existing AOL Time Warner contracts because it was guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot more money than they could get with WWF WWE at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I certainly have no qualms about that. Get yours while you can get it. Yeah. Uh, but there there is a part. That I certainly empathize with too That you know creatively They want to do what's best for them too Where they where they don't just go to work To collect a paycheck but they go to work And they feel sort of fulfilled creatively So it just depends on what You know sort of the the scales Are for them uh, Moving forward but it sort of it was Very interesting uh, news here At the start of 2020 that again They're sort of finding themselves in this Contract uh, debacle And mm-hmm. um, and I kind of like I felt like to be honest, I thought they would have been gone by now Yeah, uh, I, I thought that you know between the the FTR stuff, you know, the free the revival and and all and all that jazz I
0: figured they would have left Um, And but that's out of their control. That's the powers that be they're just like yeah. to make them write out their con- current contract
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely So, you know, and then the the rumors with Luke Harper being set to join AEW and stuff like that being out there I mean, that's really to no one's uh, surprise if that move happens mm-hmm.
0: uh, and certainly their roster could use him no doubt about it I'm just curious when uh, the revivals current deal is up because I know Matt Hardy His is uh, I think sometime in March and so I know he, him and his wife have been posting a lot of cryptic stuff online yeah. posting deliver-
1: I don't like to know when guys contracts are up like for yeah. me I, I like the the sort of the surprise factor uh, of of that, you know,
0: let me ask you this so because th- This is his fans' fantasy booking. People are hoping maybe Matt Hardy leaves WWE. He can bring back his broken character again. And they say a lot of fans just online think it might be a great fit for – uh, Oh my God! Those guys on AEW, the Order, the uh, Dark Order, the Dark Order, yeah, that he could be the leader of them. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but in terms of who could be the exalted
1: one with with the Dark Order, uh, Matt Hardy would certainly fit with that. Uh, We're jumping around a little bit, but uh, as I was watching AEW this week, and they called out Christopher Daniels. Him being the exalted one would be a great sort of full circle for him because he was the one that originally was going to be the higher power in WWF. Yeah. yeah, so that that certainly is something that immediately just sort of raised my alarm bells. I was like, oh, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it would be a great way. And it also would serve a purpose because, look, I really enjoy SCU. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a very fun act to watch. But... I think it would serve a great purpose to split them up because Scorpio sky is a heavyweight champion waiting to happen yeah. He he is he is so phenomenal is uh, amazing. yeah, he's just off the page. So that would that would be something that would be uh, Would would really help the dark order for one mm-hmm. Um, and you know, would sort of help uh, Catapult Scorpio sky into the next phase of his career mm-hmm. uh, but I got I got a little bit a little bit of news here as comes all the way from Kincaid and Kincaid Industries, uh, uh, CEO Robert Kincaid, my dear father, <laughs> uh, sent me a text message. How does it feel to be part owner of the WWE? Because with the WWE stock drop this week. Daddy Kincaid and I swooped in and, and bought some shares
0: in WWE. Was, you did? <laughs> yes. I honestly, I because last night I heard how low it was. Right now, I was actually tempted. I was Like, I wonder if I should buy some. Yeah, you so, actually
1: did it. Yeah, so I, I texted my dad when it was when it was going on about the stock drop. I was like, Hey, I think we should move some of our stocks over to WWE. And he was, and so I sent him the news. Uh, you know that the WWE's closing stock was as low as it had been since May of 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so we shifted some things around. Now we have a, a, a little chunk of WWE stock. How not much? Going to get it? into
0: how much? Uh, What's well, like thirty-eight? Is it thirty-eight bucks right now or
1: something? Uh, I'm not sure where it closed out on okay. Friday, but uh, yeah, I just I thought that was funny because you know now my dad's like texting me ab- about it and stuff. So it's yeah, <laughs> stock in WWE, just what I always wanted. <laughs> so your dad's going to show up on Raw, exactly, Vince. <laughs> I mean, my dad's actually the anonymous 51, Raw general manager, fifty-one percent owner now. <laughs> So WWE took a pretty, pretty big tumble in their in their stock as their earnings sort of fell short, and it was in the wake of their uh, co-presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson departing uh, the company, sent everybody sort of into a tizzy and a tailspin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. uh, and so. You know, I think I think uh, I'm, I'm not one to give uh, stock advice or stock tips, but I certainly believe in WWE and their ability to rebound and everything like that. So if you are so inclined, I, I think now is the time to buy in uh, for some WWE stock.
0: Uh, it's, it'll be interesting because I think was it next week they're going to have their fourth quarter slash year in. 2019 year in review as far as all the money their goes. earnings and yeah. stuff expecting
1: to fall short of what
0: they they thought it was going to be Well, you gotta look at 2019 as far as what I've been reading. It's like, okay 2019 was a good year as far as they got a lot of Saudi money They got the Fox deal going as far as them premiering on Fox back in October. So they got the money there uh, But I think the thing in question is like the number of subscribers uh, Dropping on the WWE Network, so if that drops obviously that they're losing money as far as yeah. month to month and I think you got to look at it. Okay, why, why are subscriber numbers going down? Well, besides the pay-per-views, people tune in to watch NXT live. But now that it's free on the USA Network, yeah. it's like you can easily – there's a lot of maybe just – what do you call it? Mediocre fans who's so like, oh, I'll cancel. I'll just watch it free on USA. Well, here's the thing that I
1: think they need to do too is that – they. they- I get the reasoning behind it, but the whole one-month free deal with people with just an armada of other, like, email addresses and stuff like that, they got to find a way to crack down on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I just – I have no doubt
0: that WWE's stock and everything is going to rebound. So can you say – AEW is the reason WWE network subscriptions is down because AEW went live on Wednesday, NXT went live on Wednesday, and USA Network. I, yeah, I'm I, just saying there's a
1: correlation I, there. Maybe I, 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 I wouldn't even say that. I I just I just think it's just a it's just a market fluctuation. I fully expect it to sort of pendulum back the other way. Well,
0: and the other thing is, like, listen, if you're you know frustrated with the product that you see week to week on Raw and SmackDown. I could see some people just want to cancel their network subscriptions. Like, listen, I'm tired of just getting this crap that I see on TV in certain segments. Some stuff's been working great. So I'm just saying a lot of those people well, it's, have- it,
1: it, it's funny to me because the network would be the last thing I would cancel. Uh, it it would be more this just like, God, Raw's a chore to watch. I'm just gonna not watch Raw yeah. or Smackdown. Yeah. You know, SmackDown had a bad week this week, um, but we'll we'll get into that. But uh, the, the network for me is like for, if you are a Sorry wrestling, sure. if you are a wrestling fan, yeah, there is no reason to ever get rid of it because all of the stuff that you love as a wrestling fan mm-hmm. lives there. Yeah, you know all the all the great classic stuff. That it's such a great tool uh, to have at your disposal for so many different things. So that that to me like I wouldn't even point to NXT leaving as a reason necessarily for subscriptions or because you still need it to watch the takeovers. So yeah. if you're that much of an NXT fan, you understand yeah. that you still got to watch the takeovers. Mm-hmm. And and with them putting the episodes on the network too, you know, it's it's um it's it's still a great resource to have there yeah. as well. Grip your DVR space there. Yeah. Speaking of NXT, uh, a guy who made a lot of appearances locally here in the Bay Area, wrestling on the independent scene uh, and all throughout California and beyond. Jake Atlas made his NXT Live debut at one of their house shows in NXT Citrus Springs. So, just a big, quick congratulations to Jake Atlas as he makes his march up the ranks there at NXT and WWE. Absolutely. He's going to do big things there. Congrats to him. It's awesome.
0: I think it's just cool seeing people like quick little side note. uh, My brother on his phone found uh, a couple old video clips he filmed from a couple years ago. It was Keith Lee versus Jody Christopherson at APW show coming up on three years ago now. So my brother and I were just thinking about all the amazing talented people that have come through APW 27 2018. And we were going through their Instagram and just all the matches. And how many of them are now on NXT, AEW, doing amazing things in New Japan or Ring of Honor, Impact. So, I mean, long story short, APW does an amazing Just getting people in town and other promotions now are getting more great indie stars coming through but it's just amazing We've been so lucky to see so many great wrestlers over the last couple years get big and then move on to that next level of getting signed Yeah, jake atlas is the latest
1: all all the big stars and the stars of the future come through all pro wrestling And it, it is cool getting to sort of have a front row seat uh, to see them and their rise and their development just sort of speaks to the quality that, that all pro wrestling and all these places in the Bay Area West Coast and, and beyond Bro. put on and speaking of that all pro wrestling will be returning Saturday, March 14th So go ahead and get your tickets now uh, all pro wrestling blueprints So I'm very excited for that and to take my position behind the microphone once again is the voice of APW. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: I'm really surprised blueprints got the blue f- color in the flyer. Nothing green St Paddy's Day nah. Don't eat it <laughs> I'm just like Get like some Irish stuff in there not, not my favorite holiday They've done that They've
1: done that in the past I know but uh, just- So you know It's gonna keep it, I think it's more of like Sort of like a fresh start And a blueprint for the future uh, Of all pro wrestling Given that their championship Is vacated right yeah. now In the wake of Jake Atlas leaving uh, So it's gonna be a lot of fun Again Caesar Black and I Will be on the call That's Saturday March 14th uh, Go ahead and get your tickets Check it out Follow all pro wrestling On all their social channels For more information As well as ours Add in the click on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, If you wish to connect with us there We love all of you doing that Um, We got the XFL set to make its debut February 8th We got the XFL This is the XFL Making its return February 8th the Tampa Bay Vipers are my squad of choice. Okay, I was thinking them to your go. Team? The,
0: oh, the Vipers all the way. Okay, what's the clo- about it. What's the closest one on the West Coast? I, I, is there like a San Diego one or I don't know like, a, who so, to cheer for? So.
1: The, the thing about the XFL is that I was really looking forward for maybe Oakland getting a team yeah. or, or San Diego getting a team uh, The closest we have San Jose. Is, is the Seattle Dragons or the Los Angeles Wildcats uh. Uh, Would be the closest here And I don't know why I wouldn't bring back the, the LA Extreme, former yeah. XFL champions uh, But I'm a Tampa Bay Vipers man myself Why then? Why that? Because I'm a member of the Vipers So <laughs> always have been so from Survivor Series to the XFL, uh, it's all about the Vipers. Uh, also in the XFL, you got the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the DC Defenders, New York Guardians.
0: Okay, what I'll do is I'll start like you know putting previews on our Facebook and Twitter pages or even Instagram. So at in the click, make sure to follow us. So what I'll do is I'll maybe put a link up like the schedule and you know kind of keep all of our wrestling fans followers. Up to date, so they can tune in for the XFL stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I am legitimately excited. You know, the XFL was fun; it's first time around. You know, we were much younger then. Yeah, and it was just kind of cool to be sort of be a part of it. And yeah, it's, you know, it's been the butt of a lot of jokes and everything like that. But as that thirty for thirty really showed, they were innovators in a lot of ways. So it's going to be it's going to be very different.
0: The running back, he hate me or oh, uh, Rod Smart. Yeah, was it he hate me? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, he
1: hate me on the back of his yeah. jersey and everything. And he ended Maddox, up on the Panthers. Is it Maddox, right? Tommy Maddox ended up on the Steelers, yeah. my Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, very excited to have the XFL coming yeah. back. Uh, John Cena. Uh, not any rumors about him in the wrestling ring, but the trailer for Fast and Furious Nine just dropped this week.
0: You can watch on our Facebook and Twitter pages.
1: And I must say. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw Which was an absolute Titanically bad Awful stupid ignoramus Amoeba sized brain of a film Amazing action movie Corporal shill baby Huey everybody Uh, As bad as Hobbs and Shaw was Man Fast and Furious 9 looks like it is going to absolutely <laughs> obliterate Hobbs and Shaw in terms of sheer stupidity. Like, it looks like
0: the absolute dumbest movie ever cobbled together. <laughs> I mean what can you spec now It's the ninth movie It's called the Fast Saga now Because that's how many It's like up there with like what Friday the 13th and Freddy Krueger All these like long Very and long they term have franchises such a
1: dedicated fan base My hat goes off to them Like good for you guys Well they got the, the spinoff now With Hobbs French. and Shaw Yeah something tells me That's not going to be very well received Which one? Uh, Hobbs and Shaw spinoffs
0: well, yeah, I mean, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm sure the plan is to do a trilogy. Like, all these big franchises, when they get started, the plan is always to do a trilogy and then go from there. So, Hobbs and Shaw, they're not even featured in this trailer. Like I said, go watch it. John Cena <laughs> plays uh, Vin Diesel's brother. It's like, Vin Diesel's character, Dominic, he has so many, like, uh, like, every movie is like a new, like, little hidden twist in his past yeah, life. our friend Marco Brigo
1: uh, said, like, uh, you know, it's just like at what point? It's like Dom, you have to just like come clean and tell us about all the skeletons in your closet and all the shadows of your past. Like, how many times can this happen? And just go watch the trailer. It is just—it's like three and a half minutes. That's the-
0: so incredibly stupid. At least John Cena is the heel we've all been waiting for. Man,
1: I did. I'd rather him stay babyface than turn heel this him way. And Charlize
0: Theron—they're on our. Uh, it it looks like they're teaming up to take on our team. Uh, but it's going to be weird because no Jason Statham, no The Rock in this, as far as we know. And uh, oh, but then the surprise at the end. Yeah, that Han from Tokyo Drift Han. is still alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? What? Yeah, Justice for Han. It was a big thing on, on, yeah. on social media. Seems pretty stupid to me. Well, it um, sucks because. It, it uh, underm- undermines like, one of the big things about one of your previous movies. Yeah. But I guess that's all in vogue thanks to the mouse ruining Star Wars. But
0: <laughs> Well, then also. Uh, he's gonna be bummed because his love interest was Wonder Woman Gal Gadot in the previous movies. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Kick off your weekend right. Opening up a uh, Broken Skull Should IPA. I yeah, I thought you were gonna have one. I was waiting. I was waiting for you. Okay, let's do this. But anyway, shout out to Alameda Craft Beer. They—that's uh, my go-to spot.
1: Fast and Furious 9 looks absolutely atrocious. I can't wait to watch it. We, oh, we're
0: going to do a review, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool, yeah. yeah. It's in May. So, like, wow. Like, first trailer, only a few months out. I'm all for this. Like, get yeah, ready to start that, I think it's calculated. Start the summer blockbuster season. I mean, because they previewed it. They had a big uh, Super Bowl party down there. Big game. Yeah, big game. <laughs> like, a little launch party like, yeah. to get a, uh, pr- to promote this trailer.
1: Uh, all right, quick thoughts. Worlds collide. We didn't have time to get to it in our Royal Rumble review, but it did happen over Royal Rumble weekend. Uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very well-paced, uh, mm-hmm. fun show. I love DIY versus Mustache Mountain the most. Uh, I thought, you know, it was another huge step for Imperium to get the win over Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, I just can't bring myself to invest in NXT UK. I will not. I don't like. I like for me when I look at people from NXT UK, I I look at them and it's like, oh yeah, they could fit over here on this brand or that brand and stuff like that. But it's Mm -hmm. like there's nothing about it that it's like I am not going to go seek it out because I just don't have the time. Like it's no disrespect to them, but I literally do not have the time. So I would almost rather them prefer just just tailor programming, literally. To your UK audience like wrestle In a style that's to your UK audience Present it in a, in a style that's more Suiting to them you know because like I, I, I have no time for it yeah uh, and I Want to steal Walter and Imperium uh, And I want to steal Tony Storm there's there's a lot of Great talent
0: tell Kayla Braxton that
1: yeah well No st- steal Tony Storm in an in-ring sense Not oh. a not a romantic sense don't worry Kayla I will always be true to you The baby bump coming to WWE Network starring me and Kayla WWE stockholder, I was gonna say, Jimbo Kincaid, part
0: owner. Yeah, you're her boss now. <laughs> you should tell her, you should tweet at her that I'm your boss now, baby. <laughs> no, she just calls me daddy,
1: but <laughs> daddy, daddy. K- daddy's home, sort of like uh, Tommaso Ciampa. She's Goldie, yeah. You should, call- you guys she should be is. Halloween That would be a great
0: <laughs> costume, actually. Yes, that would be great. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> well, but- I'm just saying NXT UK little sidetrack. I mean, let's be realistic from a business standpoint. NXT UK represents the expansion of WWE and their NXT brand into a different part of the world. Yeah. And they're trying to tap into that UK wrestling scene, that audience. And I know they're trying to get into other places. Like they said, the Performance Center in Saudi Arabia, I believe. And and I think there was rumors that Triple H or NXT or WWE was trying to buy noah in japan so they're trying maybe we're trying to watch like an nxt japan to compete with the new japan audience or all japan all the promotions out there but so yeah i'm with you like as far as realistically as and far that's as
1: all good but yeah, you just don't great. expect
0: me to watch it exactly i'm with you like i don't watch it like this is my time to learn about these people from that roster at, at, at these type of shows takeovers their own takeovers or a show like this which I'm actually – I kind of enjoyed this format versus last year. Last year was just more of like a, yeah. like a tournament, like a King of the Rings style, just mixed match uh, of people from all these different shows just going it at didn't it. Didn't
1: feel as important either. Yeah. This, this felt like – I mean, again – it was a good little exhibition show Yeah uh, I think some people got some great time to
0: shine Fun show Easy watch Like it went it went by super briskly Yeah I, I, what, For me watching this Yeah you're right It was very much like exhibitions Or just bragging rights Kind of like a Survivor Series It's like one brand versus another brand Like Raw versus SmackDown But overall I mean it was just cool to see Like some oh, Like who's who It's like the all-stars from each team Roster going at it So it was just fun Um I mean, Finn Balor getting a wince, just kind of continuing his push of dominance of whoever he takes on. Uh, I was really shocked that the Cruiserweight title changed hands. Oh, what would you think of the new design, by the way? Of the- I think it's all right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, I, I think it's a step up from what they had. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, as far as a show full of exhibitions, it was nice to see something have a little bit of stakes as far as the title. change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. That, that, that was that was a nice thing to see. Um, But yeah, so... Worlds collide good
0: job great in ring quality And everything I was just gonna say for uh, Jordan Devitt who uh, Devin Who won the title I wonder Will he gonna get promoted and be on NXT Prime more Often now or will that belt Be also featured more in NXT UK so I'd Be like their second tier title there, kind of like what North American is For the NXT brand
1: yeah it Remains to be seen uh, But I yeah I just I can't really bring Myself to be fully invested in the UK product. Real quick
0: to Alex Wolf. Taking a, a kick to the face and knocked yeah. out. Yeah, that was brutal, man. But then on the fly, three against four, and they were kind of—you could tell—they were kind of restructuring the match in real time. Yeah, but and good on them
1: because they—they did, they did a really—they did a really fantastic job of doing that. Is a—that's a brutal bump. I mean, you know, it's this reason why not everyone can do that stuff and do it at such a high level.
0: He tweeted out, he's like, my it was my fault. Chin up, like he should have kept his chin up and get hit in the chest. And-
1: yeah, and it was nice to see because a lot of people take to like blaming another wrestler or what yeah. have you kind of
0: deal. But I just want to say you're welcome. I personally defeated oh, God, uh Undisputed Era. Yes. I, I got my Imperium shirt today and I was
1: rooting for UE. Um but I do I do want to see like before we get into SmackDown and everything like that, in terms of like a WrestleMania match I want to see, I would like to see Walter versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. That to me has like a very like nice classic big guy versus big guy WrestleMania feel like like Andre the giant versus big John stud kind of stuff.
0: I'll consider it for you. Let me let me think about it Let me sleep on it. Oh my god <laughs> You didn't respond to my tweet you punk. Wait like, what I didn't even see it. I tweet, when you tweeted that out. I retweet I I tweet back at you. Oh, sorry Wow, come on Jimbo. <laughs> I have you on mute yeah. <laughs> Man, I was firing off some
1: gold stuff like <laughs> cold dust. <laughs> I doubt it uh, but, but let's let's get into raw uh, for this week and just uh what did you think of the follow up uh, to Royal Rumble i actually thought raw was better than smackdown this week yeah. mm-hmm. uh quite easily actually and that's that's uh that's a rarity yeah. uh in the in these
0: parts um well i mean a couple things it's uh It was cool, kind of seeing Umberto kind of get up on uh, Andrade. Well, yeah, which they they had to do that
1: because you know Andrade had the the wellness violation. I'm not sure for which sort of uh, specific substance that he tested positive for, uh, but they apparently Paul Heyman very high on Andrade wants him to be a real pillar piece. So that's why they didn't take the championship off of him. And I don't know. I think it's making the best out of a bad situation, Mm -hmm. writing the champion off. Uh, you know, maybe they do some type of interim u.s. Championship thing where you can have almost a redux of Sean and and uh, razor at wrestlemania you both titles in a ladder match or something like, like that or cena, you know That kind of deal with some type of like interim Uh, united states yeah. champion and kind of stuff So
0: well the other thing to a uh, couple things just to touch on real quick. I thought it was just cool drew mcintyre kind of it's the beginning of his run yeah.
1: I did not love his promo coming out. And listen, I'm I'm all I'm full like full speed ahead on the Drew push and everything like that, but I would have liked to have seen him sort of put over his journey a little bit more instead of being kind of like sort of funny haha uh, about it, and then yeah, you squash the club and everything, which just makes me
0: feel bad for them. Yeah, um, put some jobbers out there, not like the world's greatest tag team out or there. Or just
1: have them have like a one-on-one match with somebody good, and have them. I, I do love the three-two-one. I was going to ask, uh, what you think of like that? I, new I think that's setup. tremendous. Very similar to tuning up the band. I, I love the three-two-one claymore. Okay, I think that's a good sort of like. uh Baby face nuance to add To mm. Drew McIntyre's presentation uh, Overall I mean it was an okay Promo but it just was uh, You know when his first lines Are like talking about how you know you gotta Pinch me or whatever kind of deal it's just to me I just rolled my eyes I was like no No not more of like the aw shucks Like mm. taking all the cool away From a guy like don't do That like Drew McIntyre is a killer and Like and I Psycho. and I and I think that he can still be that as a baby face So but I love Brock showing up because I I legitimately wasn't expecting the Brock Lesnar uh, being on raw after after Royal Rumble kind of deal So I thought I thought overall it was a good segment.
0: Yeah, it just I'm I think it's cool. Like Brock, uh, uh, Drew immediately call out and challenge Brock Lesnar and yeah, I like Brock, that and Brock got one over him since he got eliminated by Drew the day before so I'm curious for the next couple months now, this build up on the road to WrestleMania, just seeing what, what happens next between the two of them. So I'm curious, like, okay, is the next two months they're going to kind of stay away from each other but, like, kind of nicely have these altercations every once in a while? I hope, like, because what I'm getting at is, like, you have Super Showdown and still Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania. So hopefully they don't have any matches or stuff there to kind of interrupt. Maybe a really nice storytelling pace.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we'll we will see how that plays. That's a good point. I mean, with the like just having two big shows. Mm-hmm. Well, d- depending on how you what you consider well. a big show, depending on what you consider a, a big show on the way to WrestleMania. Uh, another note about Raw that something that I was not expecting because I thought it was just a Royal Rumble one-off. You know, one of those fun legend returns. MVP, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: good for him. Like, well, I think, I think that's awesome. Well, he tweeted out, I think, the next day that he's one and done. Like he, so he did the rumble match and he did an, you know, th- the match with one of his best friends, Ray, on Raw. So his son got to see him do a rumble match and a Ray match on Raw. And now he, his time's done. And I think last week you and I both thought, like, oh, is this the start of a new run for him with the company? But, and I uh,
1: expected it to just be just be the Royal Rumble and done. Yeah. You know, like the typical sort of spot that they do. But, you know, Mr. Perfect turned that into a nice little run with the company after his
0: Royal Rumble stint. When you will get like, Morrison back with the company. So, like, you're, like, thinking, oh, what other guys from, like, the last 10-plus years that they can re-sign for, like, a short run. So, I'm with you. It, I thought MVP was going to be a little bit longer. But, yeah, no, for him, I, I'm sure it was just a great—because his son is, like, young, so— wasn't born or around when he had His first big run with WWE so I'm sure For him as a father it's a great I, I want I, I want More MVP
1: yeah. uh, in WWE I'm, I'm an MVP guy and I it Was actually just like kicking things Around with a buddy of mine in terms of Things that you could do with him Sort of an update on that character Uh, you you know, I mean, he could definitely be like that Terrell Owens sort of like, you know, you have him at the Hall of Fame like talking about how he's getting snubbed from the Hall of Fame like (laughs) T.O. did and you you have him like hold his own sort of Hall of Fame ceremony and everything. You You could do some really fun sort of things about like the modern day athlete With with MVP Mm, and So I I think I you know do like The you have him hold like an open tryout Like Colin Kaepernick did or Terrell Owens Did like showing off like that he still has like This great wrestling ability and everything like There's a lot of mileage I feel like with the mvp character. Uh so I'm I'm a little bummed because I was ho- I was hoping after that sort of big to do they made on Raw, I was like, yeah, we can get another run out of MVPs. He's a he's a solid wrestler. He's got a great character and I think there's more that he can do. But those what you're just saying could be great like vignettes for either yeah, ex- on ex- social. Exactly. Ex- exactly. And that like sort of a great way to welcome the character back and start yeah. a feud like if you want to like have him like be campa- can- campaigning about like the Hall of Fame and everything like that And like complaining that Coco B wears in And I don't get the call to be in the Hall of Fame And then you could have future WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker uh, Sort of like put the kibosh on that Or any former or any current Hall of Famer That wants
0: to have a match It's a natural sort of built-in feud with him Well I'm just thinking for uh, for him It's just a great way to introduce himself to a whole new audience Yeah Imagine if you're a kid that's like 10 years old right now You've never that's- seen MVP Exactly
1: Yeah so I, I don't know I I think um I think there's more mileage to go with that Character Uh, the main the main Takeaway from raw though was the main event Segment with edge making his Return Uh, this was not just A one and done for edge And uh, once again Emotional like he was at royal rumble And he cut a great promo uh, Talking about you know Getting himself back in the ring And everything like that and uh, It was really really awesome stuff and Then with randy orton coming out and Suggesting the the rated RKO reunion which one I would be super down for in general But the expected turning on him RKO thing about he was going to almost pilmanize edge's neck was like conflicted about it left and then concertoed one-man concerto edge I loved the whole segment and I loved uh, Randy Orton in this role and I know he's flip-flopped back and forth between heel and babyface more than he should have in the past several months Yeah, but in this case, it makes total sense. Uh, it's a great opponent, hopefully, for Edge at WrestleMania. And I love the idea. I love Ra- Randy Orton. It, look, Edge was great in this, but Randy Orton was great in this, too. And I loved him sitting on the turnbuckle debating about doing the the Pillmanizer to Edge's neck mm-hmm. uh, and not doing it. And then concertoing him. Because like it's almost like inborn. You know, Edge is back, and it's like this thing... It still lives within Randy Orton, and he can't control it. He's the legend killer. He has to be the legend killer. And now that edge is back. It's just like it's like a silent alarm, like activating him. Uh, you know, to, that he has to do this. And uh, I loved it. And, I, and I'm super juiced for the to them to have a match at WrestleMania, and hopefully not in Saudi Arabia.
0: Yeah, well, and me too. I, I hope kind of like Brock and Drew kind of keep them separated and just. Build on this for the next couple of months. That's something I love about NXT for example like Finn Balor Johnny Gargano Champa, Adam Cole looks like they're not like having matches against each other They're like having like these altercations these conflicts in the ring outside the ring And it's all part of week-to-week build up to their eventual takeover matches something You know that's kind of the issue with raw and Smackdown is like you will start a rivalry between two people they have a match on Raw, or one week. Yeah, they have too a, much. to they much. have another match the following week, and the other guy wins, so 50-50 booking. And then by the time you get to the pay-per-view, it's supposed to be the blow-off, but you're already kind of burnt out of the whole rivalry. So with this, I hope, like you said, let this slow burn for the next couple months to WrestleMania. But a um, couple things real quick. Uh, for Randy Orton, I'm kind of glad if this is going to be his match, because uh, wasn't it a couple months ago he... Was I think kind of tweeting at John Cena or like teasing him like he wanted John Cena for WrestleMania. I think for him, he just wanted a big match opportunity at this year's WrestleMania. I think he called out The Rock, Cena. Like he's just trying to put feelers out there for like who can he maybe get for a big match opportunity. So the fact that this edge is the case, I think that's a great opportunity for him to have like just another great big match at WrestleMania. So he's kind of getting his wish as far as this opportunity to do that. Uh, Also, I think for Edge, it's kind of cool. Like, I think he signed a new three-year deal. I think rumor is like $3 million a year. But he has to do at least five matches a year, but like 20-something-plus appearances. So we're going to see a lot of Edge, maybe not necessarily in a match form, but he's going to be appearing quite frequently throughout the year now. So that's what I'm excited for. Seeing Edge, like something we talked about, I think was it last week, Like with Stone Cold like it's great seeing these legends just at least show up on TV Yeah well
1: I I think with Edge he still has you know he looks to be in phenomenal shape And probably has a ton to offer based on his Royal Rumble performance in the ring Uh, And now with the the Randy Orton angle naturally a reason to not be on TV for the next few weeks You know uh, because Mm -hmm. he could play up the injury and everything like that And then return and, and, and strike back at the Viper
0: and I, I I did enjoy Beth Phoenix on NXT this week, you know, very distraught at the beginning of the show saying, I'm upset, it's supposed to be a celebration weekend, but Randy Orton ri- ruined it. So I'm glad that they're keeping consistency on the week to week television.
1: <laughs> yeah, Beth Phoenix that's probably her finest <laughs> moment on uh on commentary NXT. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't break your arm patting yourself on the back for that one, baby Huey. Uh, all right, well let's let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, and like we talked about a few minutes ago, SmackDown had a very down week. Uh, but yeah. some of the highlights, though, were you know Miz and Morrison uh, becoming number one contender uh, for Saudi Arabia uh, to take on the New Day for the tag team championships. Uh, that's great. I wish it wasn't in Saudi Arabia, but good for good good for Miz and Morrison.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder. Like, okay, this it looks like, okay, because it was a little bit of a buildup because Morrison challenged, what, Kofi first and then Big E one-on-one, and now it's yeah. leading up to an actual tag team one-on-one match. But I wonder if Diaz yeah, is going to be the first of uh, three. So the Wrestle Super Showdown, then Elimination Chamber, and then the blow-off at WrestleMania. Yeah. So I'm a, part of me is like, I wonder if all of them combined could do bigger things or this is all that WWE has lined up for them for the next couple months. So I'm... I don't know if I should be happy that it'll still be a fun match, no matter what or whatever show they're on. They're all professionals, amazing athletes. So it's going to be, it's going to deliver a great match. Yeah. Hopefully but, maybe,
1: maybe if they do that, maybe that's like a ladder match or something at WrestleMania.
0: Yeah. That'd be, Oh, and then we can get the Kofi versus Morrison. Uh, yeah. Uh, ladder off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, we had Bailey uh, cutting the, the heel promo saying that she's beaten everyone there is. And then, uh, Naomi came out to challenge her and everything like that with their new like sort of led helmet yeah. uh thing she was wearing. tremendous. I like Na- naomi's entrance is so good and mm-hmm. so over Uh that I really think that they need to keep a sustained push on her as long as she's healthy and everything like that I I, I and she's great in the ring She might not be the world's best promo, but she I I think she's I think she's a very good overall performer uh my whole I, I I do like her challenging Bailey. I wish she had referenced eliminating Bailey from the the women's battle royal WrestleMania in New Orleans, you know, and, and but she did reference you know Bailey's never beaten her and everything like that. So and she's a former champion, so yeah. she's
0: every right to say like, listen, I can take you on. I'm totally cat
1: myself. Uh, also, in one of the best storylines in WWE, Otis has locked down a date. <laughs> With Mandy Rose on Valentine's Day, uh, th- this storyline and just their interactions just continue to be one of my favorite things that I watch in wrestling every week. It's super fun. Uh, I love just the whole segment of Tucker trying to like talk him up, be like, "Now's your chance to do it." Sony Deville's like, "Guys, we're right here. Like, we can hear you." Uh, and just o- Otis and Mandy
0: are killing it. Well, it's like a, it's like one of those great, just uh, high school love movies. Like you've seen the 80s or the 90s Where it's like the underdog The the guy who's not made the most popular Going for the most popular girl The hottest girl And it's So that type of formula always works It's very fun Because I think for most guys We all can relate to Otis in some way
1: Yeah, the only thing is
0: that ducky doesn't get the girl in 16 Candles Yeah, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh But <laughs> he, he went on John Cryer For others so. <laughs> I
1: I I did like Corey Graves on commentary throughout it, though, just, uh, it just being sort of beside himself that this could be happening. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, okay, so, like, do you think they're going to go on a date on Valentine's Day and then they'll... Check in throughout the night on yeah, their date Yeah
1: I think it'll probably be one of those one of those Kind of things sort of like height of the Attitude era type segments you know Where do you think they'll go on a date like early prediction They stay, gotta go to like a steakhouse right <laughs> I was gonna say something with a lot of meat yeah. like, uh, like some type of like barbecue Place yeah, or something yeah. like that And like she'll be in a nice dress and he'll be in Like I don't know overalls Jeez. or something yeah. like that But uh, I, I, I'm Excited for it again it's just a great storyline
0: how do you think he'll end? Do you think he'll get a kiss?
1: I think so. Yeah. I I, hope I, so. I I think so. Um if this yeah, if this were the attitude era, he'd get a kiss and then she'd invariably like betray him
0: in some type of horrible way. And that's what I'm worried about is like down the road, our boy Otis is getting his heartbroken at some point. So yeah. I hope uh if, if I
1: had my way, Mandy Rose would be the top heel for the females in the company. Because she would just be putting over how hot she is yeah. and how ugly everyone else is. Otis, I could never be with a fat, sweaty piece of hog meat like you. Just stuff like that. So, yeah, you you know, just, no, just, just be you just really said. mean. Uh, so that's, all, that's what I wanted for uh, Eva Marie. You know, and you have Nia be her heavy uh, in more ways than one and uh, sort of do all the dirty work for her and have her retained with all the fans being like, she can't wrestle and all this stuff. She would have been great. I
0: see Mandy could be like the female Shawn Michaels. That's how I kind of see like as far as, you know, early Shawn Michaels, like they know they're hot. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the
1: narcissistic kind yeah. of persona. I, I don't know if I would make that comparison in terms of in ring work yet for her, but I definitely see that. Yeah, that that's kind on of on the mic. That would yeah. be sort of the the, the narcissism uh, of a Mandy
0: Rose. Sonya could be the, the Kevin Nash, the Diesel for yeah, her. She
1: she could Sonya Deville could fill that role as as well, uh, and I and I think that would work. Uh, Jump up. So you know Like I, I would do like even go to like the, the early Shawn Michaels or the Early Lex Luger narcissist mm-hmm. gimmick Have a mirror have a yeah. mirror be a big part Of her gimmick and stuff like that why not I mean she's freaking beautiful
0: give her some sunglasses She's
1: freaking gorgeous there's a, there's a Great photo shoot they did with with Her as uh, 90s Shawn Michaels as well She yeah. looked great in the outfit like bring That back I don't care That'd be awesome uh, But <laughs> anyway So that was that was that was the good of Smackdown The bad was very very bad and it populated the entire show The opening segment you have this really contrived uh, verbal back and forth between Corbin and his court and the bloodline And it ends with them agreeing to have a match where the loser eats dog food and then for reasons there's already dog food that's wheeled out on this table that's there Throughout the night and like Michael Cole uh, so annoyingly On commentary throughout the night oh, Can you smell that? Oh, it just it looks so disgusting Somebody, Somebody's going to have to eat dog food At the end, can <laughs> you, you believe this? Course? Somebody's going to have to eat dog food Throughout the whole night <laughs> Awful, one of the worst First of all, a terrible, terrible Gimmick, which I feel like they've done Multiple times throughout the, you know, in the past Of WWF, WWE, and just Cole on commentary just hammering it every damn segment They're they're gonna have to eat dog food
0: Well, okay for anyone who doesn't know apparently they've been working on this at house shows for the last few weeks like Corbin and and Roman. I mean, I'm sure there's videos online if you really want to take the time to look for it So this is something they've been practicing for a while now at house shows. So why I, I don't I mean going back to when Roman got the dog food on him from uh, Corbin and uh, um, Dolph, but But, uh, yeah, so it's something that's been in the works for a while now. The big dog, dog food, all that stuff. But why not just do that at the Royal Rumble?
1: I I don't know. I don't know why you had to do it here and then throughout the entire night. (laughs)
0: Having to hear Cole yelling about dog food Quick side note What do you think of Bobby Root's new uh, pants He has like pants now instead so of trunks I didn't really care I was like oh I didn't care How could I care about that baby <laughs> Huey when, I... when somebody's got to eat dog food At the end of the night What do you think that really was in the bucket
1: I don't care Chili you I don't chili? care Somebody's got to eat dog <laughs> oh, oh it smells so bad Was it pedigree It was <laughs> so bad was Probably knowing the company uh, <laughs> But <laughs> uh,
0: Triple H A, Yeah Pedigree yeah, should
1: God that was, Rollins now. Dude, that was awful. That was just really bad, and so I, we glossed over the fact Braun Strowman yeah. beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship, his first singles gold in WWE, and like that's great for Braun. Very happy for him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers, but I cannot help but feel like too little, too late yeah. with him. And like the IC Championship right now, in spite of Shinsuke's long reign, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. It hasn't really meant anything. They haven't really booked it very strong in my opinion The new title design makes it I can't even recognize it anymore. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even to me when I look at it It doesn't even it's not even a championship with any lineage. It's just a meaningless prop And oh. so for this to be bronze first, I hope he does something with it I hope maybe he can elevate the championship But bronze been beyond the IC level for a long time now. So it just it, to me It just feels super underwhelming. I'm
0: trying to be optimistic as far as okay, he's halfway now to be a Grand Slam champion. He's okay. Halfway,
1: like that, like the Grand Slam <laughs> champion thing too is so overdone now too. I know there's so many it, of them like now. It doesn't even matter, and there's so many championships that it's a meaningless. It meant something when there weren't that many championships, when there were literally only four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so it did like that to me doesn't really mean anything now.
0: But I'm with you though. It's like a little, kind of a little bit, little too late. I would love. I mean, God, we talked about this so many times as far as Braun. He should have been champion a long time ago, but for whatever reason they never pulled that trigger on that situation. So I'm with you. Hopefully they can elevate it. I and this is something you and I have talked about is like when Brock was WWE champion or excuse me, or Universal Champion, the title wasn't on every week or a present every week. The IC title going back to this is what um Moxley or Dean Ambrose told us a long time ago. Is when a, the main title is not on every week, you take the second tier title, in this case the IC title, and you make that headline pay-per-views or the week-to-week shows. That way you put it in a high prestige position of recognition from the fans. And so hopefully maybe with Braun, maybe he, you know yeah, if it's, the, Fiend, it's, if it's the got, fiends hit in a way.
1: It's just looking at the IC title now, after all the great work that the Miz did in making that title mm-hmm. feel relevant and important again, and. God, the ivory strap and everything—like yeah. I, I love that, uh, but it's just—it's fallen on it, like just again becoming such an afterthought that you know I'd laugh at the Intercontinental Championship main eventing a pay per view right now. Can't even yeah, main yeah, event yeah. SmackDown right now. Are you kidding me? Right, yeah, like okay. that—that—that like, that, that to me is a joke. Uh, but hopefully Braun can can do something with it. And you know make it more meaningful again But again he's just he should be beyond that Braun, Like I, I look at Braun Strowman Like yeah what a special special talent That he is and he's been Relegated to such stupid crap uh, That it's just it's just unfortunate
0: He's uh, kind of like a Big Show 2.0 as far as some of the Yeah the celebrity was- stuff that he has to do and everything I'm surprised he hasn't like worn a costume Like some crazy stuff Like Big Show did back in the day yeah. <laughs> Remember all the outfits he the wore showster. Yeah
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's uh let's let's switch gears uh, for okay. a second before we get to NXT. Let's let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh a Rare opening promo segment to, to open up dynamite and I think both Moxley and Jericho did really well here they like They're building that feud very Nicely I love the the eye patch Angle with Moxley I think that's so cool And they've done a really good job with it and uh, Just uh, what do you think of that segment
0: I think it's great Moxley it's just uh, one Ohio boy so in his uh, Home state he uh, got The crowd behind him right away and I Like that Moxley dominated The beginning and the end of the show yeah So I think it's just great for him Building up as now like the top baby face of AEW, which is great. And Jericho, come on, he's golden. He's going to go out there and he's going to do his thing. You can count on him to deliver his side of uh, the equation. It was kind of funny, though. They had the inner circle. Then all these other guys come out. And then Moxley, he's like, I see the governor from The Walking Dead. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He's charging all these guys like 10 on one. I'm like, oh, I just started cracking up. But it was great. It's like, he's like, he don't care. He'll take them all out. So, yeah. It was fun Yeah it was a lot of fun And, and I think
1: uh, you can get If he keeps the eye patch on all the way to Revolution Where he faces Jericho You can, you can definitely do a play on the fact That maybe he doesn't see the Judas effect coming Because of that He's almost got like a blind spot, and then when he's finally fully healthy, maybe he gets a rematch and wins, or something like that, or or who knows?
0: Do you think Moxley be the one to eventually take the title off
1: Jericho? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because he's been he's one of their biggest names. He's on such a roll right now. Kenny Omega is embroiled with the tag team yeah. championship in an impending probable feud with Adam Page, so that I think that I, I just don't know if there's anyone if, if else. Jer- if Jericho will hold on to it long enough to swing back around to face Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega and Moxley would have their then-unfinished business that they could take care of and stuff like that.
0: Well, that's that's the great thing about AEW right now. There's a lot of possibilities that they've set up, and they can go in many directions now, which is great. I mean, Jericho could easily be champ all the way to maybe next All Out in August. Yeah. So you can have him defeat Moxley, and he could be on this role. He's like, look, I beat everyone you've thrown at me. I am the greatest Champion ever. And, uh, yeah, and then Kenny Omega can maybe be back in the equation. I mean, who, it looks like Kenny Omega, I'm sorry, yeah, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, they're tag champions, but there's obviously some tension there. Eventually, they might drop it, then they might have their own little rivalry, they'll turn on each other, I'm guessing Hangman will turn on Kenny, and they'll have their own storyline, maybe throughout the summer, or or springtime through the early summer, and then... And circle back around Kenny versus Jericho eventually maybe who knows but uh for Moxley yeah he's on a roll I think he went back to New Japan I think last night and partnered up with Okada yeah so I'm just saying like Moxley's on a roll right now he's dominating in New Japan and doing big things and AEW so it'd be great to see uh, if he can actually take the title off Jericho it'd be in, in real talk with Jericho it, it, see, I'm curious to see what his plans are just like you know with Ozzy working on new music like what's his long-term schedule is gonna look like
1: yeah I think I think Jericho Feels reinvigorated in AEW though and I think he feels sort of that locker room leader responsibility Mm -hmm. He's a part of something that he's never been a part of before which is launching another brand Mm -hmm. So I think for all the talk that he's had about, you know being sort of a a background figure in a w not working that much. I think one that was sort of to to work the fans mm-hmm. and two I think he understands even though that might be his long-term goal that it's more important for him right now To be a part of a w every week until they really find their footing
0: Well, also you gotta look at they got the extension with TNT So I think for everyone involved that must be a little bit sigh of relief knowing. Okay. We got some stability uh, security job security for a while, especially when it comes to TV So for them it, it, It's like okay they can really focus on their craft And the, the stories that they want to tell on TV Every week so I think for everyone involved They're like okay we can have long term investment Into this promotion right now So I can only expect big things From everyone
1: uh, It was a small thing but it was something that I greatly appreciated that sort of Reminded me of Lucha Underground And what really worked for them uh, I would have preferred it not being tossed to or or tagged out of by Jr. because it sort of ruined the immersion of it. But something that's really cool that I that I like seeing and I hope we continue to see more of is the the vignette, like they did the MJF paying off the the bunny with Butcher and Blade, oh, yeah, and sort yeah. of like the transformation from their street clothes into their into their their character outfits and everything. It was really cool. It was very Lucha Underground esque, like, and I like that, and it's different. It's uh, it's something that now with the void of Lucha Underground that you can sort of fill that. But again, don't don't tag in and out of it uh, as a broadcaster because one of the cool things about Lucha Underground they would present these things to the viewer. We'd see them, and it would be almost like the commentators had no idea about it. And it's just like I don't I don't need uh, Jr. being like, oh, now we're gonna hear from especially later on in the show when he's like we're gonna hear from the Dark Order, and it was the Dark Order calling out uh SC, Christopher Daniels yeah. and SCU, um, that was just like, well, this, that should just happen. Like mm-hmm. we don't need to be like led into that. It's like almost like he was reading off his run sheet.
0: Um <laughs> Well yeah for us as the the fans, we're watching it so we can decipher that on our own, right? Yeah.
1: But and I, and real- like even on comedy like, oh it looks like it was like almost like a bit of a payoff situation there. Well no sh- like <laughs> Thank the, that's thanks. Like, thank you for like, thank you for weighing in, like, <laughs> Captain that's, Obvious. That's exactly
0: what it was. Well, real quick side note, since SEU, just quick shout out to them. Very cool. They all wore Kobe jerseys to the ring. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and the little little jump back fader yep. uh, uh, fade shots uh, when they enter uh, or they come walking out to the ring as well. But uh, no, overall, I mean, Cody, what the big build up next week? He's gonna have the lashings.
1: Yeah, which I think again, that's very old school. Uh, I I I love it. I again the build the build to him and MJF has been fantastic the uh, You know the
0: build to Moxley and Jericho has been really great Do you think they're gonna amp it because Daniel Bryan got a lashing at Royal Rumble with the fiends? I wonder I I don't think that'll uh, that'll affect him
1: all it's gonna It's gonna be much more dramatic uh, Than that. I will say uh, This was not Cody's fault at all, but I really really thought the the Cody and Kip Sabian match was just not Not necessarily what I would call a great piece Of business uh, it, it was just it was super overbooked It just I, I, I am I, Like the main thing that I came walking away from Is like this coach gimmick with Arn Anderson yeah. To me It doesn't really fit uh, He's the enforcer Double a like you don't need to complainer. You you don't need to like add this sort of like coach gimmick to one like the whole like covering his face with the plays like great gimmick wise, but not for Arn Anderson and not when you're with a baby face and Cody Rhodes like it just it didn't make any sense to me. It just was so it just came off so hokey. Uh,
0: and, and I just I was not I was not into it Well, I think the highlight and the problem is I think the highlight for that match didn't involve cody It was joey janela. Oh the kiss thing. Yeah, that, I mean that
1: was a fine spot And, but, and but a lot it's of gonna people further took away from feud. that
0: Uh,
1: yeah, and, and that. but that's fine because cody's not gonna have something with with kip, you know right now He's embroiled in the mjf stuff, but for me, it was just like the the weirdness with the arn anderson which well, and the just well didn't he think the take a ref yeah yeah the big lead up to getting because he pushed the ref and yeah, then the should ejection. That be a DQ? Well, that's what they said on commentary he's lucky that Cody didn't get DQ'd. Um like, yeah, the, big, the big lead up to the throw out and it just was uh I, I, I just don't know what they're doing. It's just not needed for Cody's character at all.
0: To me it's just still a little awkward Cody aligned himself with a member of the four horsemen and just his history, his dad's history of Dusty taking on the four horsemen for so many years. It's just a little awkward to me The coach
1: gimmick thing for him again It's not a bad gimmick uh, at all Like I, I like that for a manager mm-hmm. But with a heel sort of more ath- Like that'd be a great that'd be a great gimmick For MVP's manager <laughs> it'd be a great gimmick For <laughs> for you know a lot of people's Managers but yeah, it just yeah, yeah. doesn't make sense uh, In regards to Cody so like it just real like All that extracurricular stuff in this one Just really took me out of the match unfortunately
0: And um, uh, uh, For me though what I Still like about AEW is you're getting a lot of storylines as far as you got the main event stuff, you got the mid card stuff, you got Cody on a whole separate like island, his own issues going on. You got the tag stuff going on. So for me in the women's stuff, you know, granted it's still a work in progress. I just still like how AEW presents all these different segments and it's so many different represents all the different divisions of their company and the wrestling promotion. I still just for me though kind of issues is just a lot of stuff that goes on during the commercials. And yeah. we can't hear or barely see it with the small screen. Yeah, the picture-in-picture picture stuff. Yeah, I wish they would fix that somehow. Yeah. But overall,
1: I'm I'm really continuing to enjoy AEW. I think for me, it was a good filler know, this week. And and I think overall, they've exceeded my expectations in terms of their consistency and everything like that. Uh, again, the Cody MJF feud uh is one of my favorite things going on in pro Mm -hmm. wrestling right now and and i and i'm excited because i think cody's really elevating mjf with with it you know and it's just it's really really working
0: i laugh when you know mjf on uh, yeah, he's like i can't swim they threw me in a pool yeah he was
1: and he was good on that and i like the idea of him just using his wealth to to buy mercenaries they have no real loyalty or reason to be with him it's not Necessarily a faction per se it's just They're they're soldiers of fortune uh, As it were Uh, let's quickly run Through NXT this week Um, The the big the big highlight for Me this week was uh, Tommaso Ciampa taking out uh, Undisputed era with like the lead pipe and then The the uh, contract Signing it in his own blood Kind of deal setting up NXT Takeover Portland's championship match Uh, Really good stuff uh, there and then we also got the dusty roads tag team classic finals with the uh beating the grizzled young veterans
0: What do you think about just the whole presentation of the dusty classic this year? I just felt I was a like... little underwhelmed this year exactly okay Because I think in the past it was always like a big build-up and the big payoff the finals at a takeover like last year Awesome. It was a takeover mania weekend at ricochet Alistair black winning but also get their goodbye that night It was like just you and i we were there goosebumps it was such an amazing thing to watch this year it's you know it was just throughout the month of january so it's just like filler for this month
1: yeah, it just, yeah, it just didn't feel like as big a deal as it has in years past. Uh, I also did like the Keith Lee segment with uh, Dijakovic and Damian Priest, although broke
0: ass Marilyn Manson.
1: Kind of, kind of counterintuitive with uh, with Keith Lee sort of being so eager to bail from the I, ring, like kind of like a cowardly heel. But be that as it may, <laughs> but uh, uh, also quick shout out to Shotzi Blackheart coming out with the uh, the tank. The tank was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that because like one. Big ups to her uh, It's always just great hearing you know her Hailing from Oakland and everything like yeah. that Just a lot of like local pride here In the Bay Area for her and just somebody that we've Seen a lot over the years work her ass mm-hmm. off To get to the point where she is you know She had that near miss on tough enough where They didn't take her because of like her like Heart yeah. condition uh, and then to work All the way back into this point It's just it's really Awesome for her and also the the one thing I can say over watching her matches and watching her Instagram, she has an exact sort of bead on what her character is and how mm. she wants to present it. Like, I legitimately love watching her promos on Instagram, like throughout the years of her, when she'd be going to all these various promotions and just cutting a promo on whatever the match was. It was always entertaining. And she hasn't missed a beat and they haven't taken anything away from her They've just added to the presentation at the NXT level Even Beth Phoenix on commentary is like, boy, Shotzi sure knows how to make an entrance And she does And you can tell that she's already connecting. So it's just like, it's very exciting. just very happy for her.
0: And kudos to NXT for allowing her to do this. Because they can sign whoever these top indie stars and repackage them however they want. Yeah, but they wanted the ballsy badass. And yeah, and that's the thing. It's like the tank she'd done on the indie scene as well. So they're bringing that in. So that's cool. Yeah, very very cool to see how uh, NXT... Is letting Shotzi
1: shine And like like I said we're just very proud of her Here mm-hmm. in the Bay Area But uh, we've gone too long as usual That is going to do it for us this week For Baby Huey I'm Bimbo Jimbo And remember if you're not in the click See ya And I wouldn't want to be ya